this podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like s*** and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Welcome to the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads, where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts. Galan. Juniper Joe. And I am John. We will call you that the entire episode now. You've, <laughs> you've chosen your own fate. It's better than Madam Joe. And no, of it's course. Not. No, it's not. We are not alone. We are once again joined right. in the Detox Podcast studios by David Pye. What the hell just happened? <laughs> this, this, this was our monster truck rally ad. Theme We're going to turn the floor of the Detox Podcast to a giant mud. Giant mud! <laughs> it's sold out seating, standing room only. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Uh, wear your trash bags because you're going to get covered, covered in, in mud. <laughs> Where you can watch mean daddy Devin Pye <laughs> and his monster truck. <laughs> The Bohemoth. I just see him with like a do rag on. Like, hey, guys, like Juniper Joe riding in the back. (laughs) I've got like, like, like overalls and no shirt on. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like it's like the President Camacho outfit. Yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, we're already rowdy. This is a great episode. Hello, Detox Podcast. Hello, Detox Podcast listeners. Oh, thank you for coming back. Thank you for being here. Uh, Please be here. Yes, thank you. Last episode, if you guys have not listened to it, uh, Devin gave us the rundown on Who Needs Sleep 2018. That's right. Uh, and a lot of amazing stuff coming with that. So if just right off the top, if people haven't heard about that or don't know what's going on. Go to whoneedsleep.org for all the details on our 36-hour telethon running Labor Day weekend, raising money for Cook Children's Medical Center of Fort Worth and Cancer Support Community of Texas. Uh, live music, comedians, game shows, Tiki drinks, uh, uh, detox podcast. It's everything you want in a telethon and zero Jerry Lewis. There you go. Yes, yes. Everything you want in a TV telethon plus the detox telethon. Telethon, whatever. I was going to like make fun of us and instead you guys can just make fun of me. All right, anyways, so Devin, that's the most passive-aggressive thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, and I've heard some doozies. <laughs> wow. Is, is that another one for the therapist? It might very well be. All right. So, so tell me about these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Christoph Waltz, when did you get here? That's a bingo. <laughs> I would like to point out there is no alcohol around the table. This is pure no. detox. And I'm, I, right. I'm filing a protest on that with the Geneva <laughs> Podcast Convention. If we had, if we had known, like we are known for, we uh, yeah, unfortunately, we're probably too known for, <laughs> for the South episodes. <laughs> well, we were mm. covering fan exposures. We were doing, we, we were, were doing yeah. like so many back to back to back. Yeah, that's, uh, we learned, we learned that was a mistake. Yeah, let, let's not record eight episodes no. in one overnight uh, session. What yeah. could possibly go wrong? Eight in one blow. <laughs> eight like, of, let me see. If I only do one drink per podcast, I'm only eight drinks in, <laughs> like four hours. And into then it. it only took like. Ten minutes to do each episode, so it was yeah. <laughs> All right, how much do I have to how much do I have to pledge to Detox Podcast to do your segment on Who Needs Sleep Blitzed? And by that I mean oh. schmageggied. 
Oh, I need wow. it since I'm the one that normally drives. I you need an Uber home. I would need an Uber home. Okay, done, fine. <laughs> Otherwise, I will get how how south do you want? I want you to be able to almost form words. Oh, that's about where we. That's were. like that's like so so. John has I come over and, and, re, and record recorded music. And, okay. You know, or we we recorded music in in, in August of last year, and we're still working on stuff. <laughs> and so the, he and his brother came over to like do some pickup like vocal parts and. Um, I had bought a was it a bottle of Booker's, and oh, basically God. John and I essentially split that <laughs> bottle, but in like an hour, like it two hours. It wasn't good, man. It, and so it's like basically. I mean, it was good. I they would record, it and it's like I would be passed out in the chair, and then I would he, I, I would hear them get ready. I would wake up, click stop, and then be like, "Are we good? <laughs> All right." <laughs> and then we, we would get. I, I would load up the next song that we were doing. Click. Click record, pass back out, wake up. And so basically, like, I think you guys did four or five songs. And I was like, I don't remember any of this. I was just out. Yeah. So um, but maybe not that, South. Maybe not half a bottle of know. bourbon. We'll talk about this. Yes. It's not going we'll to take much. I think this. that's that, I think that's my entry my entry cost is I just need to be able to get home safe. I can handle that. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right. All right. It is on well, <laughs> I have something to look forward to in September. I'm going to put you guys right up against Joe Bob Briggs. That'll be a really fun uh, one-two punch. <laughs> All right. I like that the D this time stands for Devin, but the D could quickly stand for something else. You guys might get a shirtless B in that episode to get me that drunk. Maybe, maybe. All right, well, we will be right back after this break uh, to talk about nerd stuff. Right. Oh yeah, I'm recording, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to do that. Sorry about Juniper Joe. <laughs> <laughs> nope, never let that go. I love the innocence of that. Like he's just like sitting there doing his phone, like singing along, and I'm just hitting record, sabotaging him. So, in your Facebook post, I see that you often post stuff about movies and music and all this different stuff, and so I'm like. All of us growing up, and especially me and John growing up, like entertainment was, and and it still is, a major part of our lives. And so I want to ask the table, like not necessarily your top, because you know we don't want to put things in order. But I'm flipping you off right now. I'm just letting yeah. the radio audience. <laughs> All right, <know>. awesome. <laughs> what are some of your top all-time like entertainment moments? Whether it's something at a, a concert you've been to, a moment at a concert, a TV show, something in a movie that gives you chills. What are some of your top moments here? Just like, damn that that. It makes you feel complete in that moment. I've actually got to think about that because the, the the problem with working in the industry is it's harder and harder to catch me off guard or catch me by surprise. And seeing something that's like, whoa, I didn't expect. And like RKO right out of nowhere. You know, I, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll, to give you time to think, I'll, I'll start it off. So I was going through my old tweets, and this is, this is kind of funny. Did something resurface that you're going to get well, fired over? No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, I hope not. Um, oh, we can talk about that. And, and you guys oh, can make yeah. fun of me because you can debate this. But I, I, I tweeted that the Twilight movies are better than the prequels. So I think I saw that tweet and I laughed for a good minute and a half. Yep. <laughs> and, and the reason I say that is like I, I just I'm I'm not a huge fan of the prequels, but 
one of my and I was just going for like the, a low ball thing, but one of my favorite all time moments, and I'm sure you guys can relate, is it's that the moment first in time episode. Edward says, yeah, I love you. You're my old personal <laughs> brand of heroin. But it's that is that moment in, in episode one where the doors open, Darth Maul standing there, and Qui Gon and and Obi Wan step up and they're like, "We'll handle this." And and then. He, he, yep. he, ta- he takes his he takes his uh, hood off and that double bladed. Li- I'm getting chills even thinking like talking about it. And that double bladed lightsaber lights up. And to this day, <laughs> 19 years later, I'm like, damn, that is that is one of my all time favorite movie moments ever. What gave you bigger a bigger chill? Uh, the Darth Maul double bladed lightsaber, <laughs> Kylo Ren's stupid lightsaber, where blades shoot in every direction. I have to admit that uh, the the trailer like that came out that we didn't see the scene from where it's like he steps and the the thing comes yeah. out and then the two come out like that's that's a pretty that badass pretty cool. moment. I was gonna say yeah because it wasn't necessarily watching episode one, but seeing the trailer for the first time after not having any oh, yeah. Star Wars anything except for uh, Ewoks over Endor or whatever yeah. the TV movies were. Seeing that trailer for the first time on a big screen where we have no idea what any of this is. What the hell is a Gungan? Oh, I bet they're awesome. <laughs> and it's like the, it's the, it, was the, it was the fog. Who's that dude with the, the oh, it's got a double blade. I did that on the playground. So you know, it's, yeah. it's all the things that you see for the very first time. Yeah. Well, and it's also, you, you saw Jedi in like their full power. Like It wasn't Luke like... Super jumping up and avoiding like Darth Vader's lightsaber and it's like impressive or whatever. It it wasn't the the hallway fight with that majestic music. It wasn't these big huge two handed lightsaber fights. It was fluid, fast, like force pushing without any problem, without any effort. It was it was what we've all dreamed Jedi, a fully trained Jedi's were. And like I remember walking away. Like, I actually got into two accidents that day. One going to and one leaving. <laughs> Um, that and it's like this is pot <laughs> That is that. <laughs> that was not one of the moments. Wizard, but it's like it, it was just it, it was because it was Star Wars and, the, and there was lightsabers and Jedi and immediately my my brain forgot about the crappy stuff and I walked away on such a high the first time I watched that and then subsequent viewings I'm like oh that part's good that's oh okay I'm just gonna hmm. like this part's not good oh that part's awesome there's always you know, a bigger fish just. Which I use in, yeah. in meetings. I, I do too. Yeah. I can't help. No one else gets it. No, no, they don't. And they're just like, yeah, you know, that's pretty logical. Yeah, I mean, there always is someone bigger. It's like, yep. okay, all right, different room. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. And then the uh, then the other big one for me is uh, in 2003. We uh, John and I actually ended up really close together at a Pearl Jam concert. Like first time they had played here. I'm like <laughs> that sounds questionable. Well, no, it's like because like <laughs> your, we bought your face said it we, all. We bought separate wow, tickets, close. but like you were like just a handful of seats away from me, which was kind of like coincidental. Yeah, like and we just ran into each other at a at a thirty thousand. Apparently, our concert ticket budget was the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheap, cheap. No, we were in seats, but it's like the, the, they they come out and for the first time, and I think they they had played in like forever, and they hit the opening chord to a live. Like they open with a live, which apparently is a rarity. And it's like that's the song that got me playing music, and just that moment and, and of that electric that electricity that went through the crowd as soon as that song started. That's another moment that it's like that lives as vivid in my memory as, an, I mean, almost any other good memory, you know. And it's just it it. I hear it when I listen to it on MP3, it goes. It brings me back to that moment. There's a. Uh, all right, so 
Van Halen was doing their 1984 tour. They were closing out the U.S. leg of it here in Dallas. And what we didn't know, obviously, at the time was that was the last gig that all four of them would play together in America, ever. They did, you know, a few other, you know, European dates. And then, of course, Crazy from the Heat and all the rest of that. And Sammy and Wolfgang instead of Michael and all the rest of that. But at that last show, this was the show that David Lee Roth is out there and he's just full on day, Diamond Dave, bandanas and spandex and the sword. He had this sword thing that he was doing while Eddie was playing a keyboard solo or some such shit. And Alex is off stage, probably getting high. Michael's off stage drinking Jack. And Michael gets in an ice fight with one of the roadies. And not everybody can see this, but I was, I was, I was, I was, uh, I started um, directly like at the far back of the arena looking right at him. And then I moved over to stage left and I could like, Michael was like right below me, like about six rows below. So I'm, I, yeah, sword, awesome. cool. Yeah, fine, whatever. But uh, Michael's over here having an ice fight and one of the uh, pieces of ice hits his base and it made Dave break concentration just enough to where he nicks his shoulder in the middle of it. And he kept going, but the look that he was giving Anthony would have melted steel beams in a World Trade Center building. I'm wow. telling you, wow. it That's was wow. vicious. And I'm maybe one of a hundred people that know that that happened. That's pretty that's cool. Awesome. Out of all the Van Halen, and and it, that's that's the stuff that sticks with me is like it's that little. Okay, the, this is how much of a complete dork I am. <laughs> Close Encounters, the third kind. The all the all the flying saucers are coming in over uh, Devil's Tower, and everybody's focused on these ones up here. And there were three or four that were doing a formation over off to the side, and only Roy and Jillian saw it and uh, Jillian turns to Roy or Roy turns to Jillian, I can't remember and says we're the only ones that know this that's the kind of thing that gets me is, yeah. the, is like awesome. the, it, it, shared experiences are awesome I love uh, going to a movie on opening night where everybody's reacting for the first time to it but that one where I know that that happened and I, I can't, I, I'll never be able to prove it in a court of law. Maybe you can total recall it out of my brain. I don't know, <laughs> but that, that's the stuff that sticks. That's a pretty cool moment. That's awesome. Just to be able to look back on, especially from, I mean, that's a lot of years. I was 14. Okay. Fair enough. I was, I was like, I'm trying to think. I was like, that's, that's math. 30, yeah. 34 years. And it's like, and, it, and it's crazy that you say that it's, that that was the last time that that, quartet was on a band because i'm like no no they play but then yeah like sammy hagar was then you know like right now or whatever the thing that was a song where it's like he was in the band for quite a while so um after dave leaves the band they hire sammy the first single they had was in 87 and that was why can't this be love and that was off of 5150 yeah yeah I know this because I was a senior in high school, and they debuted the single as I was in journalism, putting the newspaper together in my class, and I made everybody stop. <laughs> it's the new Van Halen. <laughs> wow, that doesn't sound like Van Halen at all. Wait, there's a guitar solo. 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my I had an uncle that that was kind of integral in my raising, and he was a massive Van Halen fan, and it was just his excitement of from the the two is like he was like okay this is cool, but it was never like this is Van Halen, and things kind of cooled after that, and then the whole Gary Sharon thing happened, and yeah, then it was like oh the old Van Halen was good. You know? <laughs> so. What about you guys? Across the table, do you have any moments? Uh, one of the big ones, uh, I actually had a good uh, cut that I was getting working a Van Halen reference, but time has passed now. Mm. Um, Just my, like Van Halen. I was going to say, let's jump over here to this. Next you might as well. Oh, Juniper uh, Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Classic uh, Juniper uh, Joe. Uh, That's so Juniper Joe. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Such a, like a 90s sitcom moment. <laughs> and then just like frame with like the cheesy music. Yeah. Wow. Right. Wow. Um, I've got some entertainment topics I want to talk about, but as far as experiences I remember, since we're on the subject of concerts, my first concert I went to, my buddy took me um, to see Blink-182 at, God, it was Smirnoff when I went to see it. It's in Dallas at Fair Park. I don't know what it's called now. Starplex. Thank I don't you. care what they name it. I don't care who that buys the name. Slurm. It's Starplex. That's what I remember it opening as. It's probably the Coca-Cola Starplex when right. they opened it. Right. But yep. It was Smirnoff whatever when I went and saw it. And it was Blink-182 mm. and uh, <laughs> Strike uh, Cy- no. Cypress Hill. <laughs> okay. Strike okay. two. And, t- and an early <laughs> Taking Back Sunday. Which I knew who they were. I didn't like any Ground of their music. Ground rule double. No, I'm just yeah. Ball, maybe. Yeah. But uh, but I had never. I had heard Cypress Hill's music, but I had never heard of them. And I was not really. Wait, were they the Insane in the main Membrane? Yes. Okay. That's okay. the only song I knew. And they came out with Insane in the Membrane. They opened. And I'm like, oh, I like these guys. And I turned around, and the crowd looked. So the crowd for Taking Back Sunday and then Cypress Hill and then Blink-182 radically changed all around me. The demographic of people, older, younger, changed. As we went around, and uh, uh, you know that was an interesting experience. But seeing Blink One Eighty Two was they like their self-titled album had come out. This was the last tour they went on before they split up for one of the first times. And I loved that album. And they came out and started playing it. And what I remember from that was the guy I went with was a massive Blink One Eighty Two fan, and he s- mapped out the floor plan and had been reading on message boards like how their set list and how the shows were going. So we bought tickets in like middle of the arena near uh, this one big black box space and i said why would you buy tickets back here he said trust me it's going to be worth it when they play the fallen interlude travis is going to have a drum solo right here but travis had a broken foot so he was playing the entire set with a broken foot and they're in the fallen interlude and he's like on a drum solo up on the stage and he goes brum brum bah and throws his sticks jumps into a wheelchair that was unforeseen up till that moment gets wheeled off stage and Tom and Mark are still playing up on stage. Then he gets wheeled right behind us because that's where our seats were and then wheeled down into this black box area. And then all of a sudden the drums start and he gets rotated up in the middle of the arena just playing the drum solo for minutes and then gets rotated back down, hops back in the wheelchair, gets wheeled back on stage. They finish the song and go on with the rest of the set. And that moment sticks with me. One, it was my first concert, and two, just that moment was defining that even though the Fallen interlude itself on the record is like a couple minutes long, when I hear the drum solo, I instantly think of broken-footed Travis 
playing and th and getting wheelchaired around the arena. I mean, roadies were coming and shoving fans out of the way, like, we, we've timed this. Get out of the way. <laughs> and we were just – I was like, you picked the best seats for this. He's like, I know. I scouted this. So, But that was a cool, cool moment. Gives me chills. I was just thinking about it again. John would probably disagree with this, and, and I don't remember much from our, our days in jazz band, but when he'd have to play drum solos, he always dreaded it, always hated it. I mean, in, in a jazz situation, having to play a solo. Yeah, why are you bringing that up? Because some of my... No, this is what I hated. I, I hated improvisation. Ah, but, but okay. I didn't want to perform music that I was just making up. Like Okay, on, sure, sure, sure. Some, I, I get that. Some of my favorite yeah. moments in jazz band were John's drum solos because to me like the That's the cool. idea of drums are like having to do all four limbs and coordinate and do all right. this stuff and it's just like I mean I, I shouldn't have been in jazz band because I was shit at guitar at that point in time and I still <laughs> I am mean, shit I at guitar I wasn't good either, so. <laughs> but it's just like like those moments so it's like an, an ex like I love watching extended drum solos just yes. so, especially when you have a band you know like what it would be like a, a I don't know if uh, Genesis ever did it but when if like having the drummer and having Phil Collins go in and having them both drums or having watching the Foo Fighters with Taylor Hawkins and Dave Grohl and they do some drum thing it's like I love watching drummers yeah. just go and do crazy stuff and you're like okay that's bad I like Travis I'm not a huge Blink fan but Travis Barker is an awesome He's drummer. so fast. Yeah, we're talking just... a lot more about Blink 182 than I thought we would this episode. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's one of the things. Just, just Blink just, and you'll miss this reference. Just to inflate your ego a little bit. That was some of my favorite memories from that year in jazz band was John's uh, random drum solo. I can't tell you what any of them sounded like, but uh, so yeah. a lot of like do 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 All right, Mr. Eggman. It's like you know you got to go like do 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 It's like how you have like forty toms or whatever. Yeah, yep. Yeah. One of the things I want to toms in there too. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just like the way he would describe drums, and it's like just like this massive set. One of the things I wanted to pivot to, since you are, I feel Devin that you're and. Uh, this could be incorrect, Devin. but I, I feel De Devin boy and Juniper Joe <laughs> and Juniper Joe. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's me, Juniper. <laughs> Are you, are you guys are you guys pitching a, an offensive show in real time? What the hell was yes. That? Yeah. Yes. Someone someone signed these guys. I want to see the show. Oh man, it's Funimation Studios is right down the way. No, 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 no Netflix. No. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why waste time going the right channels when we could make our own? Yep. Anyways, no. Uh, since you seem to have your finger on the pulse of uh, entertainment and pop culture. Yeah. Uh, 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 okay, your finger somewhere else. In the <laughs> finger of pop in the pulse. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about some controversial stuff that we don't usually dig into. So you uh -oh. had a good post about. And I think you. I think you wrote this piece about uh, the actress from Star Wars Eight. Yeah, Kenny, Tr Kenny yes. Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran. And so one of the things I think is that you touched on quite well in that piece is the fact that it's great that geek culture and pop culture are the same now. And we talked a little bit about that fan expo, but the reality that we're running into a lot more now is you're getting a lot more of a bullying culture as a result of that. And so I my point then, and I think that it's, it's still the same place is that assholes are going to be assholes. Sure. They will all, if you are, if you are geared towards being an asshole, I don't care if you're sports, I don't care if you're into, Geek culture, music, cars, right. um, whatever. If you're inclined to do to, to be that way, 
you're going to be that way regardless of what you're into. And we used to think, I used to think in, in a little Pollyanna-ish of me is that we were more evolved than that because we were geeks, because we liked sci-fi, because right. we understand that Star Trek is about overcoming base human nature and reaching for a more evolved whatever. Right. Um, and it's just not the case. Yeah. And it stands to people like us sitting at this table, like the people who are listening to this podcast, to call out bad behavior and say that is not acceptable. Right. Whether it's bullying on a youth level, whether it's bullying, whether it's uh, gender shaming, fat shaming. Right. Uh, um, Blink-182 shaming. Yes. Yes. That's, uh, you yeah. Know. Sorry, man. And, and, this, and this is the other thing. And this is, this, this is something I've personally had to, to, to fix in my mental toolkit. For a long time, as a, as a film critic, I used to really give people the business if they, didn't, if they liked bad movies. I did that, too. Mm. Event yeah. Horizon was, was the one that I gave people the worst time with because I hate Event Horizon. I think That's it's a funny. Ho- I, I like that movie. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If we were at a bar and we had this conversation, yeah. I would spend 10 minutes breaking down why that movie was horrible. But, but see, I would probably agree with you and then <laughs> probably still say, yeah, but I like it. But th- and that's the whole point is that and, – and this is the way I react when someone said there are no sacred cows with me anymore. You could tell me right now that The Godfather 2 is an absolute pile of crap and I would say, okay, that's your opinion. In my head, I'm thinking, you are a complete moron. It is one of the five best films I've ever seen, and we're marching home right now, and we're going to watch it together, and I'm going to prove to you why it's great. All three and a half hours. All are, No, the Godfather epic, the yes. seven and a half hour oh. cut <laughs> of all in chronological order, That's starting cool. when Vito Corleone is, oh, is, is orphan oh. all the way wow. through. So I, I probably shouldn't say this to you, but uh, I own them, but I've never seen the Godfather movies. Okay, that's fine. Because, <laughs> but what are you thinking in your head right now? What I'm thinking in my head is he's busy, and not everybody uh, sees I, everything. I figured you'd be like, you need. I'm going to drag no. you to watch those right now. No. He, okay. You know what I think? I, then, five years ago, I probably would have said that. I probably would have said, hit the stop button right now. I'll hit the stop button. You don't have to hit it. I'm going to hit it, and let's go. Come on. I'll I'll even Uber your ass. Come on, we're going. <laughs> I, I won't do that. I can't do that anymore because it's not fair. It's not fair to the individual because, and I say these words over and over again, and everybody's going to hear them from me over and over again, all art is subjective. Yep. If you didn't like Star Wars The Last Jedi, okay, that's fine. Yep. But that does not give you, person who does not like it, license to beat downward into people that do mm-hmm. to racially slander people who were in it and bully them off of an entire social network platform. The stuff that Daisy Ridley and Kelly Marie Tran have had to go through on this series is just insane. And I yep. don't under, I can't wrap my head around it. Right. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me how you can be so wrapped up in your own little petty inside nine-year-old you know getting stuffed in a locker persona that you feel like it's okay to say that kind of shit to another human being and it is vile the things that were posted to her instagram feed and to daisy ridley's 
networks is just absolutely vile. And that's just the public persona. Right. I was at a, a, a Doctor Who convention, Gallifrey One. It's the biggest one of the year. Um, it, it's held in February, and this was right at the crest of the Me Too wave. Mm-hmm. And they had just announced that Jodie Whittaker was going to be the new Doctor, and there was all this, you know, the time was right for it. They had... So they have a ton of people from the production of the of the series, and they have over fifty four years of the show to draw from. Sure. So actresses who are on the uh, on Colin Baker's and Sylvester McCoy's run through current, and there were there were twenty people, twenty women on stage, and the stories that they told of just rampant, rampant sexism in the entertainment industry, I was crying by the end of it because it's just wrong. And we have to get to a point where when we see that that bad behavior, we call it out. Now, to segue into the other hot-button topic that I know you wanted to get into on this, let's talk about James Gunn for a second. In that, and I'm sorry to hijack your podcast, no, but I have no, one of my no. own right now. So no, by all means. <laughs> I'll suck the air out of any Devin room I tell everybody. Devin talks about life, kids, and stuff. <laughs> Devin, oh, it, it works. It fits. It does. It does. Um, I love James Gunn. I've loved James Gunn for about a decade. He and I had a nice long conversation when he was at South By debuting his movie Super. And he is a twisted bastard. One of the first things he said to me, and it stuck in my head, and I don't agree with it, but it stuck in my head, was everything's better with tentacles. <laughs> because if you know, there's a oh, certain, there's oh a certain kink wow. of tentacle porn. It's wow. out there, and yep. James Gunn understands that audience. And he, he was all about shock value at that point. Yeah. And it's not that he believed everything that he was saying. It's just like like Andrew Dice Clay didn't believe everything he was saying. It's like Howard Stern doesn't believe half the shit that he right. says. But at that point in his career, that was what he was doing to be endearing to the freaks and geeks who were... I mean, he grew up making trauma movies. He directed a Toxic Avenger movie, for God's sake. Right, right. So, but... Two years after that, he directs the Scooby Doo movies with Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sarah I Michelle Gellar. He did those, and yeah. they were massively successful. Yeah, there, there's still kids out there. Some of your kids might actually have them. I don't know. I watched it. I have not looked through your DVD case lately. I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> no, no Scooby Doo films. <laughs> so, to go back to that period of his life and cherry pick the ten absolute most appalling tweets ever and hold them up to say this man is a pedophile and is a uh, a horrible human being and Disney should not associate themselves with them is so freaking far off base it could not even be better and it was a hatchet job from get-go and Mike Cernovich should burn in hell for doing it and Disney should be freaking ashamed of themselves for having a double standard for throwing him out of the MCU. And I understand the logic behind it because if you're going to, and, but you can't equate what ABC did with Roseanne with what James Gunn did. 
Right. Because right. Roseanne said that two days prior. James Gunn right. said this seven years prior. Right. And James Gunn didn't mean that he was a pedophile, but I guarantee you Roseanne believes that what she was saying. Right. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting and in telling that in the the culture of sensitivity in PC that the entire cast comes out with that statement yeah. in support of and all of these other people have come out in support of James Gunn and and, and everything and I don't I don't think it's necessarily a, a thing of like we shouldn't be accountable for the things that we say we shouldn't you know look back and, and grow from the things that we say and and I, and I think he's addressed that it's like I'm not the person I was then. He addressed it when they hired him to well, be oh, guardian. Well, yeah, I mean, of course they did. Like, I mean, in, in, in it's it's all like, especially these companies, especially with Disney acquiring Fox and everything. It, it's just everyone is on super hypersensitivity, and you know, it's it's. I don't know how you feel about you know the the Guardian of the Galaxy movies or whatever, but it seems like he was integral in whatever the voice of that movie was right. in, in, in bringing that out. And, and again, the, the, the for the fact for the stars to come in and be like. No, like, and, and they say the things that they said. If you haven't, fi- if you haven't seen it, you can Google what the star said, and it's, it, it's a very interesting statement. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how it it, it plays out. Does you know, does Disney buckle to the pressure and rehire him back no, on, or do they stand no, by their guns? Won't. And I don't know that James Gunn would go back at this point. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's the other thing about that letter that's interesting is Chris Pratt is a devout Christian. Mm-hmm. He 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 is very serious about. Uh, about following the path of God. Right. And he's also very clear that he did not condone the stuff that he wrote in 2011. But that doesn't mean that he's that person now. And one of the basic tenets of Christianity is forgiveness. Right. And if you look at, if you cherry pick certain pieces of your dogma, well, that just means that your dogma is not, you know, valid. I'm sorry. It's, I know we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, but it's like you get to a point, especially in today's culture, where it's where, what is the line? You know, I think we're in a point where we're, we're constantly trying to figure out what is the line? What does it apply to? When does it apply? When does it not? And I think because of the age in which everything, everybody's so hyper aware of everything that's going on. We talked about this several episodes ago about what divides us, right? And, and you get to a point where, it's almost like we, we can't sit down and have conversations and figure out, okay, where can we meet on this? We are rushing to judgment. We're rushing to name calling. We're rushing to take sides, to take scalps, if you will, in the, in the online war and trying constantly to just let our quote unquote side, whatever that side is, win or be heard or whatever. And it's, you have bullying someone off social media it's i didn't like their character so in retaliation i'm going to make sure that they can't live with themselves you know kind of a thing and it's like and on here it's like well i didn't like i don't like you know some things that he said at one point in time and i want him to go so in retaliation i'm going to take all of this and and use it against him and so you just got this that and the other and it, it gets exhausting and and you know where is the line all this diatribe that i'm talking about it's like i don't know i don't know where i'll tell you where the line is yeah it's actually physical interaction. Yes. It's not having the argument online. Mm-hmm. It's not doing mm-hmm. it in plain text. Right. It's doing because when you put people in a room together and they're actually interacting right. in real time, it winds up being a more 
oh, there's a specific word that I'm looking for. It's, 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 it, it starts with a T. It's not timid. Tamaris? I don't know. But you, it's, it's, it's a more human interaction, which, of course, you know, it... Transparent? It, possibly. Mm. But you, it's a lot harder to be blustery yes. when you're in the same room with the person. Yep. I got a beef with you. Juniper Joe, I <laughs> I really disagree with your political beliefs. Right. I, I can't stand I can't stand that you like the movie Event Horizon. <laughs> I can't stand a, that you've never seen The Godfather. Right. But I'm going to sit in a room with you and go, okay, yeah, because you, it's a lot harder to spew venom and bile when you're in yeah. the same space. When you're sitting at a keyboard. At three or four in the morning, eating Cheetos, whatever, <laughs> like we all do. <laughs> As you Guilty. Do. <laughs> oh, come on. There were all of us is at this table. Or every person yes. listening to this podcast is guilty. Um, you're out of order. This whole podcast is out of order. This whole internet's out of order. Um, yeah, it, it, the, the line yeah. is physical space. Yep. And, and there's something. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's been around for a while, but it's you know the John Gabriel's greater internet dick or or dickwad or other word theories where it's like you have a normal person plus anonymity plus an audience, they turn into a total dickwad, and it's that's exactly what it is. It's, I mean, it goes back. I, I have an, an online name that I the, that I use in a bunch of different things, KCWM, that started out as a troll name before trolls were like big on the internet. It was back in '98 on the Creed board. And it stood for it stood for Kurt Cobain. Wait, wait, give me a moment to just take that in. Yes, I, I was a fan of Creed. I went to the Creed forum. All art is subjective, yep. except for Nickelback. I just need all time to art is subjective. <laughs> but it's like I, I, I let's see how far he can take this. <laughs> I, if you hear me grinding my teeth, you know what really grinds my gears. <laughs> What, <laughs> Juniper Joe? <laughs> but I started I'm never a, letting that go. Ever. <laughs> I started the screen name this Kurt Cobain was murdered because I knew that it would immediately cause reactions. I don't care one way or the other whether the dude was murdered, he's dead. It's not going to change it, you know? Uh, but it, it's. it. Well, then you don't need to tune into the next episode of the Detox Podcast where we talk about, about the Kurt Cobain <laughs> the murder Kurt Cobain conspiracy. conspiracy. Yeah. But it's like do, I knew, do, but I had an anonymity do, behind a screen and I could be a total and complete piece of shit to everyone. And even the people, the friends I had made. Now, there was a point behind it to, to prove to them that the people that they think are all nice and everything could be complete shitheads behind closed doors. Right. But it's like that started out that way. And it was intentional. And there are people that get out there. And they do it intentionally, but their entire purpose is to be a dickwad, not to prove a point. And, and, and it was really stupid of 19-year-old me to try to prove a point that way. But it's, it's – I mean, Facebook, even people that aren't anonymous are posting under their names and posting some incredibly vile stuff. And it's like employers are finding that. And it's like yeah. – it, it's just it, – it's – but it's so easy to get an anonymous name. You can make a fake name on Facebook without a problem. I have a fake profile with a picture of a, a drunk cat. Like, just just to breaking to, news. What's yeah. the fake? What's the fake name? I'm not. I'm not sharing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like it, it, it's it, you know it, it's forums, Reddit, uh, especially Reddit. 4chan. Like, yeah, 4chan. Yeah. Like, it, there's just so many dark places, and it's it 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 has it is invaded. Our culture, and I'm not our culture being geek culture, even though it is us on the table culture, but it's just that is part of internet culture 
which is a fact of life now. And it's it's a real bummer to limit, like, have to kind of control my daughter's, you know, initial forays into the internet and, and be like, well, I can't put this stuff out there because it's an innocent five-year-old eating popcorn. But the things that people could say, and now that she can kind of sort of like 75% read, she could read those things and be like, what what does that mean? Right. What do they mean? You know, and it, it's just a, a bummer that, it's gone that way, but it's like, how can we change it? How can we affect change? I mean, we weren't all so great at, at, at relating to each other prior to the advent of social media. No? It's, it's good know, old day yeah. syndrome. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and uh, I mean, part of it is like social media and really this the internet age is still in its infancy. I, I mean, like, we're going to have to learn as, as people to, like, work through all this stuff, you know? Right. Like, I wonder if in 20 years it'll be same old, same old, or if it will involve, you know, have been involved, be evolved yeah. to a point socially sure. where it's it's other issues with yeah um, how much everyone's interconnected, you know? I, I don't I mean, know. Will we, will we solve this and get past it, or is it just, like, the nature of man? Christ, I, I hope so. I, I do think it's yeah. interesting that you, that you bring up the point that it's in its infancy, like, but really, we're about 20 years on when it comes to the internet community, where it started with like kind of AOL chat rooms and then Yahoo chat room, and, and it's evolved into this in, into social media. But you're right; I mean, 20 years is, is of communication is nothing. I barely even use the term social media anymore because yeah. all media right. is yeah. social. Is, yeah. is well, and that's the thing yeah. is, is we you know like the the company I work for is very very vehement about that. Of like you, like you have to think about how you're you're associating with us on the internet. It's not just on social media because all it takes is a couple of bad pictures, an association and reputation. It, it's, it is interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that changes over the next, you know, 10 years as, as my youngest child enters into teenagehood into that community, that, that socialness of communicating and, and sending her, the tendrils out into the into the connectivity of the world. The tentacles. Build, I was going to say uh, tentacles. Gun. Yes. Building her brand. Yes. Yep. Building yeah, her which is personal crazy, brand. It absolutely Dude. kills me that that has to be even a thought for a five-year-old. Right. The other thing, kind of, kind of paraphrasing to, to Devin's point when you were talking about, obviously we, were, we would react to someone we disagreed with in person differently, right. but there's something about the internet that, that dehumanizes the people we're talking about or talking to. Um, it is interesting to think about people like your daughter will now, there are people that have only grown up with that interaction that does yeah. dehumanize people to a certain extent. That's, that's pretty weird. And how do you, how what do you will the implications of that be? And how do you teach them self-worth when all it takes is one complete internet stranger to like say the right thing to tear them up, like completely tear them apart. And doesn't have to be a stranger; it could be a classmate. Oh yeah, yeah. The, oh, the, so <sighs> Online bullying. I, I teach. Well, I actually I teach courses every now and then uh, for parents mm-hmm. on how to uh, allow how to ease their kids into the digital realm. And one of the things I tell them is, just because they're classmates does not mean that they can't be complete dickheads to each yep. other. In fact, remember the worst thing that you ever heard when you were growing up didn't come from your parents didn't come from tv it came from somebody on your playground saying that you were fat and you carry that around with you for a decade you're probably still in therapy for it and they say oh my (laughs) god you're right and just that one piece of it you know monitor you know don't don't give even if you have to give your kids a cell phone which i still just 
can't wrap my head around. I know it's a necessity, and I know that it's it, a lot of helicopter parents need it and all the rest of that. I get it. But, man, just because they have a smartphone does not mean they have to have free access to every app. Lock it down and lock it down hard. Uh, I have my kid microchipped. No, Good sorry. man. No, it's like, yeah. it's like I, I was going to say, I was going to be like, my daughter has an iPad <laughs> with free access to everything. No, it, it, well, it, 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 down that app that's store. your bad, yeah, Well, no, she can't buy anything. It's like, that's the one. That's, but it's not just buying anything, even the free apps. They no, still no, need yeah, your authorization. Yes, everything requires authorization. Okay. But it's, right. but yeah, this is the thing is like. And, the, how, and then their, their account. You have their password. They, she and does not they, have her password. Okay. Her friend, the the kid lives at Caddy Corner, was like, "Hey, what's Ellie's password?" And I'm like, "No, I'll just do it when I get home." I'm like, "I'm not about to give some nine year old like, yeah, I know better than that." But yeah. it's 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 what's the word you you talked to, that you used when you talked about fuzzbox curating? Yes. Like there is, as a parent, like I don't want to I don't want to give her free reign. I want to curate her. I don't want to control her. Right. I want to basically set up pylons to basically be like, okay, mm-hmm. bounce around this all you want. I don't want you going outside of Bumper here. Bumper ball. And right. that is where I'm going to step in. And yes, you're going to screw up and you're going to go the wrong direction. And that's perfectly okay. But it's, I mean, and that that's a whole other, like, episode worth of, of discussion. And Boy, crazy. Just, it's especially, like, introducing electronics and stuff. And, and, and trying to navigate that, that's a whole other fascinating thing because... Like we made the mistake of like, all right, here's 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 my old iPad. Here you go, have fun. And what app do you want? And you oh, okay, now I need I need to draw that in. And it's like, how do you recover from full whatever you want to do to no no let, let's let's rein that in a little bit. Right. Um, it's kind of funny how we went from talking like concert movies to to James Gunn to electronics and. But it's this is detox at its best, where I it's mean, like we just pinball around. But it's good though because all of this is culture and all yeah. of this is pop culture. And and when we're talking about our experiences and the experiences and memories that stick with us, and we're thinking about translating that to our kids, we want to know what are going to be the memories that stick with them. Is it going to yeah. be something where they get bullied or online shamed or face to face shamed, or is it going to be something where we can take what we've learned, help them grow, and have their great experience be possibly Blink One Eighty Two coming out of retirement? Later on. So, but before probably not. But I'll go ahead and answer that. Go ahead and answer that, John. You looked really excited to talk about Blink One Eighty Two. I was just going to say, well put. All art is subjective. All art is subjective. That was me trying to tie it. Yeah, but before before we got it, he's he's untying it again. Yeah, yeah. Before we no, I was going to say before we go, would you? Would any of you, and especially you, Joe, as a parent, would you let your nine or ten year old ride their bike all over the city without any kind of cell phone any kind of checking and they can go wherever they want full rain as long as they're back by day day or sunset no i would go with them like i i, I may or may not have no, no, say, but you, you would not let them go alone no i wouldn't and it's like I be wouldn't. at our parents what did you ever ride your bike all over the city constantly i can't tell you how many times i rode the levee of fort worth from river oaks down past downtown no i did get in trouble okay so i grew up in desoto and DeSoto had not grown nearly as much as it was. So the big the big two cross streets were Hampton, which went north-south, and uh, Pleasant Run, which went east-west. I could not cross both. I could cross one. I couldn't cross the other when I was 10. And the arcade that I wanted to go to <laughs> was across both. So I would bike very carefully and then very, 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 very fast to get across. <laughs> and... My mom caught me, and I got the shit beat out of me for it. But 
yeah, uh, it's, as long as I followed that one rule, right. it yeah. was fine. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's kind of funny. I used to do that, but it's like I would, I can't imagine myself as a parent doing that. That, that scares me shitless. Yeah. <sighs> you guys know a lot more uh, about the potential evils of the world, I feel like, than your parents did, though. I mean, we're just inundated with all, like, the worst Oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, we've had, we've had that conversation. It's a culture of fear. Yeah. The culture of fear yeah. has been beaten in, in, okay, so it's a backlash from the hippies. Yeah. And Damn it's hippies. It, the hippies didn't ruin everything. It was the children of the hippies who have ruined everything. Because they say, I can't, I can't let this happen. I can't, you know pretend that you know we're gonna have a milk adventure you know i can't any of this just, just, just i've, I've got to stop this i've got to rein this in we have to bubble wrap things and make them more safe and why do we bubble wrap because everything is bad out there and it's, mm-hmm. it's not just razor blades which is an urban legend and it never happened right there was never one case of a razor blade in an apple yep. and i <sighs> that was the sugar lobby <laughs> I just really can't beat them, sweet it, it makes me sad that we, that the Parks fear mongers got hold of everybody in America yeah. and said there's so much bad out there, and there is bad out there. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. It's it's easy for me to say I don't have any kids. I can just look at everybody else. Right. I also know that I would bubble wrap my children. I know this for a <laughs> you fact. You would just take stock because and I look at like... every. I look at every scar that I inherited over the course of my first 16 years and I'd never want my kids to hurt the way that I did. It's really amazing that any of us are alive, <laughs> I feel like. yeah, I, I, I look, never had lawn darts. Oh, nice, oh, nice. I, I do look at Ellie's knees and how scarred up they are and I'm like, yeah, that's my kid. Yeah. Like, it's like those are battle wounds that she can tell stories about. Yeah. But anyway, that's a, and again, n- n- Oh, really? Tangent. You don't want to get my answer as to whether or not I would let my kid ride all over the I know you wouldn't let your kid ride all over the, the city. But do you know why? Why wouldn't you? Because I wouldn't buy them a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that is not the answer I expected. But the answer I do expect is what is the dad joke of the week coming up in the next segment where we feature dad joke of the week and the hashtag roundup. Back with America's favorite segment, Dad Joke of the Week. Now, uh, for those of you that need an explanation of what Dad Joke of the Week is, yes. it's the time of the episode each week where one of us shares a dad joke. And bringing us the joke this week, yes, Juniper Joe. Juniper hey. Joe. Did you guys know the other day I held the door open for a clown? It was a nice jester. It was a nice jester. <laughs> uh, I got one for you guys. I hurt right now. Uh, Oh, you want to just go ahead? You want to go ahead? I'll do one more. Okay. Uh, Did you guys know that stealing someone's coffee is called mugging? Mugging? Mugging. Nice. And yours is? Uh, Yeah, mine is. Do do you guys, uh, yeah, you guys may not know this, but I'm going to the doctor to have my spine removed soon. Really? Turns out it's holding me back. (laughs) (laughs) It's holding me back. (laughs) All right, thank you, everybody. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Three strikes, and we're out of dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. Now it's time to move on yeah, to the second you. game that we play every week, the hashtag roundup. That's and right. with this week's hashtag contestants, Juniper Joe. So I've got hashtag drunk cat. Hasht- <laughs> <laughs> I knew Glenn. He likes it. That was a, that was a Glenn sleeper hit. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag telephathon. <laughs> Please tell me I didn't say that. No, no. that was no. But I, we can ret- we can retcon it. We can. Speaking of, speaking we'll just, of geek just give culture. us just give it a little bit of time. We'll edit it. Together. I'm fine with it. <laughs> and hashtag Juniper Joe. <laughs> Oh, I know which one I'm going with. Well, well you know what, Devin, you're our guest. So not a hashtag, all artists objective? Uh, oh, that's a great you one. You know what? That was not on there because right in, was, I didn't right want to write all of that. <laughs> all art is subjective. There it is. It's on the ballot. Is, Much so like the Detox podcast for the best of Dallas 2018. No. <laughs> Devin, is, is that your vote? No, my vote is for Drunk Cat. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm okay. sorry. No, 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 no. My vote's for Juniper. Juniper right. Joe. Uh, I'm going to second that and go hashtag Juniper Joe. Well, I firsted it so that you thirded it. Oh, all right, well. All right, well, I'll just fourth it. So we <laughs> That's right. Know, That's right. You're going to fourth it, Juniper Joe. You're going to. Okay. Don't fourth it. It'll break. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was a good dad joke. Good. Well, the purveyor of Bad Pun Friday approves. Well yeah. done. Well done. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, nice guys, applause for that, that continues my streak of having my name in the hashtags. Or I don't. It not, it's not a streak if it happens sporadically, but I think I go. It's not a streak if you're wearing underwear. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're certainly. Um, a no, a no question. I mean, you're not ruining dynasty. any sweatpants with it, but I mean. I, I was gonna say I'm in the lead. Uh, whatever invisible lead. Exponentially yeah. in the lead. You're, you're just like whose line is it anyway? I turned to my wife last night. Don't look at them. But it was too late. It had been mooned. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, Devin, thank you so much for joining us for these last two episodes. It's yes. been really fun. Yes. It's been thank my you. pleasure. I'm sorry for sucking all the air out of the room. Oh, no. No, no. You can Please, get... it's good to have someone else on the show that does that for once. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one. I'm... <laughs> just, just Shots kidding. fired. Totally kidding. Right, so, across, right across the table. That's all right. <laughs> find me on social media at uh, Just Devin on Twitter and Instagram, Devin.Pike at Facebook, where you can see her, see the best of Bad Pun Friday every single week. That's right. Um, and it's then WhoNeedsSleep.org is the website for the 36 Hours to Fight Cancer and WNS Telethon for social media pieces on that. There you go. Absolutely. We're all looking forward to Who Needs Sleep. That should be really fun. Yes. I can't wait. And, and we'll see if Galan gets blackout drunk. One of the things <laughs> I wanted to say is I want I, I, I do want you guys to be there at the end okay. for you know for the closeout. I want as many people who are participating in the show there at the end as possible cool. because it's 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 emotional. It's do, really, do I really have to fun. be drunk at the end too? Eh, it's up to you. <laughs> as long as someone else is as long well, as we talking about some rum we're, left. We're talking about personal branding and... <laughs> It yeah. will if be the live bottle, if the bottle yeah. fits. Not wrong. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, <laughs> so, anyways, guys, I did no check, and there is a uh, Juniper Joe's already taken on Twitter. Damn I was, it! I was, was going to start a uh, fake Joe account. <laughs> oh wow! You're going to get in my history gonna, of fake jo- fa- fake. Uh, so yeah. fake Juniper Joe's probably. Yeah, fake Juniper Joe. Oh yeah, because yeah. I, I have a history of starting a uh, Twitter account uh, for fake uh, fake hosts. What about at the Juniper Joe to have a throwback to last episode? Uh, That's a callback yeah, to last yeah, week. Yeah, it yeah, totally yeah. is. Uh, so, guys, thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, if you want to complain uh, about something that Galan said this episode, where can they do that, Galan? 
Um, John at, G- at detoxpodcast.com. That's no, right. you can go to detoxpodcast.com. That's D T A L K S podcast.com. And there you'll find links to our email, social media, which is all under Detox Podcast. Uh, you'll find uh, ways to listen to us, all of our episodes, which you can also listen to on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. In yeah. addition to oh, yes. going to vocalnow.com, that's V O K A L now.com, listening there, or downloading the vocal app on your favorite app store. Yes, yes. There you can also check out Devin's lovely fuzz box. That's right. Oh, the implications. <laughs> oh, the Phrasing. insinuations. Why didn't we get Phrasing. that in before that? I know. Uh, well, but it's, it's canon. We've already canon, <laughs> yeah. canoned it. Oh, well, we've, already can, we've already fabric. canned the canon. <laughs> we can't go back now. The canon's canned. All we can do, guys, is move forward. I like the laughter. We, we may be back next week with something else. I don't know. I have faith that you will. Awesome. Thank you for listening. And until then, remember hashtag Juniper Joe and hashtag Be A Better Dad. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-Now.com. <laughs>